All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. And when I'm not cutting Ken off in the middle of a really cool story, I'm introducing him. So, uh, <laughs> Ken, good to see you. Marcus Almighty Mark and St. Louis Kiss rolling in right at the bell. Boom. He's in the house. He escaped from the office today. So, yeah, no, it's good to, good to see everyone here. Um, you know, I'm calling this Kiss FAQ TV Live, but it's really topics from the board because Julian was too lazy to actually do any proper show prep and invite any guests. But you know what? Three Sides is hitting home run after home run after home run. I don't care if you people hate them. They've got some pretty fucking good guests on at the moment. They've had Kip Winger. They've got mm. someone from Skid Row scheduled next week. They've had Holly Knight on. They did a really cool interview with Tim Bogart. So, you know what? Respect and kudos to the podcast who bring new and original content. We're just here to talk about topics from the board, man. And that fucking suits me just fine after work. Because if I got to do a job to put the show together, then to be perfectly honest... It ain't fun. I want to say hi to everyone who's joining us on the live stream. Thank you guys. Your comments. If you've got some topics that you want to raise, throw them in to the chat window um, so that we can avoid me talking about some of the topics that I've selected from the board this week. What's on your mind out there? I want to go around the table quickly um, before we get into the topics and, and just ask if you've listened to Poughkeepsie since we did the show and how that album is living with you or whether you all bought the new Metallica and have been listening to nothing but that plus the new extreme single plus the new, uh, fucking Foo Fighters dropped a new single. Um, mm. shit. All we need now is some new guns and roses. Mm. <laughs> or they so who's going first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll go first. So right, Mark, you go first. first. You go first. Talking, I'll go first. Okay. So first of all, um, you asked if I've been listening to Pekipsky. Well, I got this finally in the mail from Kiss Online, the vinyl. The, okay. Which one is that? Yellow? Is that the yellow or the? Yeah, that's or, the custard uh, right yellow. Custard. Yeah. Have any of you guys got yellow. those yet? Have you guys got? I them have yet? the black. I have a black vinyl. Okay, so I'll show one then, just 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 to show them a good guy. Um, so here's the usual kind of inside sleeve with it, right? And uh, of course, they had to piss me off by putting paper. it in those fantastic paper shitty sleeves that they always put in. What's wrong with you guys, Universal Music? You guys have multi-million dollars. You can't afford to spend an extra 50 cents. Like, give me a break, man. So here's uh, the custard yellow. That looks good. It, it actually look, does look really nice. Like if you look at it like in person, the, 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 these kind of cameras don't do it justice. No, but that, that actually does look pretty decent on your camera. I like the center ring. I haven't bought any of them on vinyl. I had one that was sent to me in error that I think I, I sold on Discogs or something for a, for what would be a loss, but that looks Is nice. That yellow matter custard. Yeah, well. It's yeah. part of me yellow. gray poupon. And just, just to... <laughs> Just to throw things off a little bit because I love doing this. I also got myself a David Bowie picture disc too. Nice album. For, Good album. for Aladdin Sane, right? That's cool. It, it yeah. came with a nice poster and everything. They really do those 
the picture just really, really nicely, I have to say. Uh, I did listen to Poughkeepsie again. I listened to it also on my CD version of it that I also bought to show you that I'm a full supporter. I also got it on CD. Uh, and yeah. yeah, it's still the same kind of, you know, it hasn't gotten worse. That's the good news for me, but it hasn't gotten much better. Uh, and one other thing before we skip to the other guys, I don't want to take up all this time, but Friday, uh, which is tomorrow, the new Project yes. Gemini album drops. Uh, that you can also order the new, the CD for it as well on that day tomorrow. Uh, there's it also kind of leaked out the bonus discs. They're already available. People have already been buying the bonus discs. I don't know how that leaked out before the album, but anyways, that's up as well uh, okay. to order uh, if you're interested. And on Saturday, which is Record Store Day, people, uh, there's going to be a Dark Monarchy EP available on the Dark Monarchy Bandcamp page to get as well. That's digital only though. So there's my. Uh, Advertisement can't, or, for the can't order the vinyl yet, though. No, not the vinyl, not yet. But it'll be in two weeks' time. I'm going to do the the pre-order. Oh, okay. I just want to I just want to get the CD done and you know okay. get all the orders and blah 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 blah, and then I'll move on to the vinyl. Yeah, we haven't had the had had the fight yet about the color yet for the next. No, vinyl. Yeah. we did. Yeah, we need to do that. Gotta have, yeah. gotta have the fight first. <laughs> yes. You managed to listen to anything? I know you're a busy guy at the moment. Uh, well, I I have listened to, like I said, the, the Kiss thing I've listened to. Uh, oh, by the way, you didn't mention the, the Metallica album. I did buy it on a CD because I wasn't sure about buying it on on vinyl, mainly because it's it's expensive here in Canada. It's like 70-some-odd dollars. But honestly, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. And you can boo me if you want. I really like it. It's a, I think it's probably one of the better Metallica albums I've heard in a long time. I wasn't impressed with some of their prior records at all. And I, I actually really like this one i mean this is the fir first time i caught myself cranking a metallica cd in my car in a long time since like you know master of puppets or justice for all and stuff like that this i'm not gonna say that they're equal it's equal to that but there are some really good songs like crown of barbed wire is really good the the title track 72 seasons is really good uh, uh if, if darkness had a son is a good song uh, they, they have a lot of good stuff in there. My only slight against the album, it's way too fucking long at 77 minutes. Yeah. It should have been 72 minutes. People don't always <laughs> agree with you, Mark, that it has to be under 40 minutes so that it fits nicely on one platter because some of these bands do do, do do, two do -do. platters. Uh, Lonnie, what about you? Poughkeepsie, managed to listen to it? Have you? Have, has it been through the jogging pace with you? Yeah, I've been listening to it quite a bit. It's... Um... It's different, and that's and that's why I like it because it is it it it's it's such a different sound for Kiss, and you know, and you know, it's one of the reasons why we love Kiss so much is because not not only are their albums so different from one another when you when you go through time, but their sound, their live sound changes so much with with the different members. And you guys mentioned it on the show last week, you know, that half of that lineup is no longer with us. So it's a it's it's a really cool um memento? Just snap snapshot of and memento of where that band was at the time and what they sounded like at the time and that's not represented anywhere in the catalog so to get that it's 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 great and you guys talked last week about well is it worth getting you and you guys went around went around the room and made it 100 is worth getting that 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 this small little time capsule of kiss is available to us is, is really amazing when you stop and think about it and most of us most of us didn't even know that that a soundboard of the show even existed so um i've i've really been in, enjoying it and 
and just picking up on different things each time I listen to it. Yeah, I want to respond to Mark's comment. I like the new Metallica too, but it wasn't an instantaneous wow, that album. Um, mm. It took quite a few listens to get back into it before mm. I really felt that it was continuing on the same vein that they started with Death Magnetic. You know, it's not really a quantum leap from that or for Hardwired. And Lux Eterna for me was really the best song on the album, which was released straight off the gate. Second best for me currently, 72 Seasons is mm. absolutely spectacular, which is, of course, the opening track. So, uh, again, this is a band that's 40 years old old that's still putting out new music yeah um i'll take new music from any band even you know if it's stuff like hard school guns and roses putting out those singles um it was new music from the band even if it's new old music whatever you know i just want to hear something new the new foo fighters i was really excited here no idea that you know they even gotten to that stage i just commented the day before that i was actually enjoying the the break from dave Grohl 24 7 mm. um, um and the regardless of the unfortunate circumstances that led to it, it was nice for him not to be everywhere all the time. And then they drop a single the next day. I was like, cool. You know, so uh, instantaneous change of point of view. Uh, Ken Poughkeepsie stayed in your rotation. Ken, just one second. Sorry, before you just say something, I just need to add one thing. Sorry. Uh, about the Metallica thing. Sorry, Ken, I promise I will okay. shut up after this. Uh, the Metallica so angry. Thing- no, because, no, no, because you guys said that, you know, it's a good thing that they're making new music. They're 40 years old, blah, blah, blah. People, let me tell you something. This blah, this blah, album. Blah. I said it. You just said I blah, blah, blah. Thanks, Mark. No, you, okay. You didn't blah, blah, blah. You spoke about it eloquently to everybody listening. Uh, so, but what I was going to say is that that album has been number one on many, many countries' charts. I've been checking this out just to see what's going on with it. And Country recently, games. I went to the record store, and at the record store, they're saying that they haven't been able to keep it on the shelf, and that that's been the case at many, many record stores. So don't I don't want to hear this anymore about old bands saying that, oh, we don't want to make a record because there's no interest mm-hmm. in it. This is clearly showing that there's lots of interest in it if it's number one around the world in many countries, and in record stores are having a hard time keeping it on the shelf. So no more of that bullshit. If it's the right band mark come on man it it sure shit didn't work for kiss maybe they're not writing good material well you know it it, it's all debatable then again today i right before the show i had to i needed some eggs i walked to the local store the super a local grocery thing on the corner um walk in Mm. rock and roll all nights playing i was like (laughs) that's fucking awesome i'm walking around the store looking for the eggs doing singing rock and roll all night the alive version so um you know, I don't need new music from Kiss. I don't want it. That's going to be one of our topics. All right, Ken, Poughkeepsie. I'm going to mute Mark so we can't interrupt you again. Yeah, I think I, I listened to it another time. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. And like Tony said, it's a good snapshot of the time. And, and it's, you know, we had something that uh, we, you know, never thought we'd get. Um, so, um, yeah, it's still good. It's, is it the greatest soundboard? No, but it's, it's not the worst either. And it's, it's, it's enjoyable for what it is um and and having you know mark on that tape um it's you know it's, it's kind of a cool thing um and as for metallica since you talk metallica i'm kind of old school metallica so i listened to a few of those songs i don't have it i i was on the fence about buying it um i i don't know if i can get there to buy, you know buy it or not um I'm not sure. I mean, I, my favorite's Ride the Lightning. 
Um, so, which is, goes way back. Um, it's a little different than the, than that newer stuff, but it's not that there, there's some kind of cool, cool licks going on in there. Yeah, it's a different band, just like Iron Maiden's become a different band since Brave New World. Completely different yeah. than earlier, basically three-minute songs. I mean, they, they were in a constant state of evolution. Their songs got longer and longer, you know, Rhyme of Ancient Mariner and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But Metallica is a different band now than it was in 1984. You know, oh, that, yeah. band, that, that band could never, ever write that sort of album again, just like Kiss could never write you know destroyer again yeah. or even asylum again you know bands to progress i just <laughs> want to just show off one new uh, thing that came in this week like well, actually just arrived today and this will be out in december this is just oh, a nice. proof copy of volume three uh, what it does is allow me to get ahead of proofing all the 2002 to 2022 stuff um to make sure that that's all ready to go on December the 4th, day after the, the yeah. last show. So managed cool. to add, obviously, you know, hundreds more interviews because that's got all the stuff from at the end of the road. But there are substantial additions to all of the other tours represented in their tons of concert ads, um, ticket stubs, bric-a-brac, shit like that, you know, um, you know, enhancements, corrections. Uh, plus the Gene Simmons solo tours in there, as nice. is Paul Stanley's nice. uh, Live to Win tour. I've not put in any mm. of his Soul Station stuff because that is not in the same genre as Kiss, and not because I hate Soul Station, because I actually listened to that album this week. So yeah. let's get into some of the topics from the board. And, you know, one of the things that is very current affairs is some of the AI music that has been dropping uh, from the likes of, I think, Drake was the most recent one um, to appear. Oasis. That pe people are using AI technology now to create faux tracks from their, you know, from artists. And it, it's not like a Saturday Night Live or Jimmy Kimmel uh, comp fake compilation of some politician saying something inane constructed from <laughs> words that they've said in speeches previously strung together right. you know yeah. they're actually coming across quite plausible and that's even in the infancy of the technology now the thread on the faq was is this how we get new music from the originals and to me that's fucking worse than menudo that is just about the worst possible thing because AI uses learning. So it gathers shit from everything that is accessible, whether it's art. When you ask an AI art program to create a picture for you, it's actually stealing artwork from artists and concatenating sure. it into an image for you without necessarily having cleared those usage rights from the artist. That, so that is one very sticky wicket for it immediately out of the box, especially when it comes to music rights. And just uh, as a, a side point to that, I'm currently writing uh, the Get a Grip chapter of the Aerosmith book. And Get a Grip they've released... Anniversary of the day. Hmm? It's Get a Grip Anniversary of the Day. It is, uh, which I didn't have done in time because I was going to debut the article um, so that you know people would get a read of it before the book ever comes out because it is the 30th anniversary of that album. But they released the first ever digital single, mm -hmm. Aerosmith, you know, 
how the big boys do it in 1994 was mm. dial up to CompuServe, download a four meg <laughs> wave file, which was real. I, I seem to remember it was super low resolution because they even released a mono version. A mono single in 1994, uh, so that people could download it quicker. CompuServe would have had to waive your okay. fees. You used to pay access fees to open each page on CompuServe, and then pay download tar tariffs for each um, right. thing that you yeah. were downloading. Even though you were also paying your telephone bill for your modem connection to CompuServe, those were the old days. But um, you know, just that tangent of you know the digital realm and how rights holders have been at war with technology ever since the advent of the internet. Um, Mark, as a music creator, how comfortable would you be if someone punched in, write me a Project Gemini song, and it sampled all of your music that was freely available, and then they started selling it or distributing it as a lost Project Gemini track called Eat My Cat? <laughs> Oh no! Sorry, I'm just pretending that I'm um, yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know. I think that uh, I think it would piss me off to be honest with you, because you know, I I pride myself on you know taking the time to sit down and actually work on my music to write stuff, and you know, using AI to come up with a song is just fucking lazy. You know, it's if you don't have any ideas for songs, just openly admit it. And just take a bit more time and come up with something instead of using a stupid AI thing to, to make a song. If you're doing it for fun, like if it's some kids doing it for whatever, then I can, you know, maybe understand. But if, you know, if this is going to be another one of these things where the Russians, you know, capitalize on the lack of copyright and stuff like that and release stuff illegally like they do with Zappa Records in their country, then I, I'm not going to be for that. I think it's complete bullshit. But, you know, you, technology is something that unfortunately you can't stop. Once it's out and people start using it, it slowly spreads like a virus everywhere. And then everybody will start doing it. Hopefully it becomes one of these things that just become, you know, you know, old hat and people just fucking say that's something that was happening in 2023 and that's it. Right. But I, I can't see a great appeal to that. I mean, the whole thing about the music writing songs in general is that you're getting music unique to the person who's doing it. Right. I mean, when Nikki Six writes a song, it sounds like something that he would do. When you know, when Grohl writes something, when when Grohl writes something, you know, you know, it's his kind of writing, you know. And every artist tries to get to the point where, when they write a song, people know that it's them. Just like when Axel and Slash write a song together, you know, it's their music, right? So, I don't like the AI idea. Let's just put it that way. No, the AI idea is going to get people killed in the next election cycle let's put it that way hmm. because the technology has come far enough that the moment you build it people will abuse it and that's what scares me i don't think you can replace the originals with a substitute sweetener is still not sugar hmm. lonnie do you think that feeding in all of the kiss songs into an ai engine and saying write me a peter chris hit or write me a song as Paul Stanley can still sing. Actually, put Sonic Boom and Monster in and say, make it sound like Paul did in the 70s. Um, would that work for you? Yeah, there's an idea about Sonic Boom and Monster, but... Um, <laughs> fix the production, please. Right. Just, yeah, <laughs> some, somebody, for the love of God, just fix the production. But 
as far as an AI to get, no, I mean, it takes the art out of it. There's no art to it. You know, it, 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 there's no soul to it. So, no, I, I am not interested in that at all. I mean, that's, I, I, and I, and I hope, like Mark said, I hope it's a fad that just goes away, but I, who knows at this point, probably not, but I, I do not see the, that, that has, that has zero interest in, in I mean, that, that's not four guys. I mean, not that, not that Psycho Service was four guys in a studio either, but that's not, that's not what I want. I, well, know, it was four that, guys in the right. studio. It just well, wasn't the four that you hoped it, it was. It wasn't the four we were led to believe it was. Mm, yeah. So, no, it has zero interest. I mean, if, if it was possible to have less than zero interest, I would have less than zero interest in something like that. Yeah, I think that AI uh, would be better put to use than a kid, you know, creating some bullshit would be kid gets a guitar, kids get a, key, a keyboard. And fuck around with that and learn how to make real music. Yeah. Rather exactly. than, you know, I, I recorded a demo this week, you know, and no one will probably ever get to hear it, but I still create music for my own shits and giggles um, and don't need to pretend that I'm Keith Richards or, you know, some someone who actually has talent. Ken, AI, would, would you be down with uh, a fake Paul Stanley? And is it really that much different than, say, Tommy Thayer, you know, playing the role of the space man, <laughs> getting well, a computer Tommy, to do it? Tommy Thayer's not AI. He's not a robot. Uh -oh. Wow. No, no, he's. Uh, <laughs> give me a break. No, um, AI. No. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> the. <laughs> I listened to uh, that one song. Uh, it's supposed to be at, like Oasis, right? Uh, you actually listened to something that might be Oasis. Shame on you. I listened to, I, and I, I don't even listen to Oasis, but I listened to it and I thought, oh, okay. Uh, yes, a little bit sounds like, but uh, it's, I don't know, there's something missing. It's the soul <laughs> is, is missing. But if it was, if it was Paul, you know, if they can do a kiss one, if they can find a way to get Gene Simmons' balls and Paul Stanley's balls included, then it may. Sound a little bit like Kiss, but otherwise you're not going to get it. <laughs> I mean, wow! I, I don't, I don't need it. Uh, it <laughs> okay, so what? What about if Paul Stanley wrote the song and fed the lyrics into AI? It'd be and interesting. Said, no, sing though, it for but... me. Yeah, <laughs> would that be okay? Paul, Paul, it... Gene writes the song and says, "Now make it, now sing it for me and make it sound like me in 1975." Oh, they might as well do just Kiss 2.0 then. Well, they have real the people. Same. They, well, they have I don't know. I don't know. They cost money. AI is cheaper. <laughs> yeah, AI to me is, in a way, uh, if you're having to write songs using AI, that's it's just laziness. AI it's is the laziness. death of art. Pretty yeah. much. That, that, that's been asserted elsewhere because of the, you know, the, the issues of non-consensual use of imagery articles. There's this one ad that keeps popping up on Facebook. High quality blog entries written by AI for you. Offload your, <laughs> offload your creative process to a computer and kickstart. You know, what the fuck? I mean, have we become that lazy and pathetic that you actually yes. need a computer? Uh, again, I, I talk about writing today, and 
fucking writing pen and paper mm -hmm. is sit down and start writing and scribbling and before it ever gets near a, a keyboard to be typed it's on paper and it's just stream of consciousness coming from here that is then fleshed out from additional research points right. so it's not linear you can't read that as a finished get a grip article it starts with uh, my thought of the start of the process and then jumps to something else and jumps to something else and comes back there are arrows all over the freaking place as part of am i gonna tell have an ai computer kick kickstart that shit for me no where where's the joy i mean mark yeah. you held up your where where we're Ross Radley's. We're waving papers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look. Maybe he should use AI to finish his book. AI. Oh, oh, look at that. There we go. We've just we've discovered an actual use for AI. Let's solve the Ro problem. Ross can complete magic. Solving using... world problems on the show. Right. There we go. <laughs> Ross, world, you're, world. you're, you're right. welcome. This world problems. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Next next topic from uh, from the board this week that uh, drew my interest. And you guys do interrupt if you had a topic that piqued mm. your interest. And that goes for everyone who's viewing. We're here to address your topics as well. But he here's a good one. I thought it was a good one. Lonnie. Sir. Why was the Rock the Nation Live DVD not more popular than it is it doesn't seem to be held in very high esteem by fans even though it came off such a stunning tour with poison well i i think that it is i think that it is shot similarly to how symphony was shot and it might send you into a seizure exactly. if, you, if you watch it if you watch it with with the lights off um Who are? And it's a shame and it's a shame because it was it that pe people still talk to julian's point though people still talk about that tour that tour was a long time ago that tour was almost 20 years ago at this point but people still talk like oh remember on rock the nation tour and they and they did this and they changed things up and they changed the set list and they played unholy and they played got the choose and making love and a different song every there was always a different song in a certain slot every night but that DVD doesn't hold up, and I know it had like it had like that Kiss Vision, and you could you could choose to watch just Eric or just Tommy or just Paul, you know. They they tried to make it as cool as they they tried to make it cool and and very modern, interactive. Two thousand five, yeah, for two thousand five when it came out, but I think the way it was shot was not good, and it was the first DVD to feature the new lineup. And I think that might have um, didn't that didn't help sales, just like it didn't help sales on the tour itself. That I don't think I don't think people, as far as the tour itself goes, I don't think people were ready for that lineup in two thousand four. Where by two thousand nine, when they toured the states again, they didn't tour the states then for five years. That's how you know people were not ready for that. But by two thousand nine, people were were clamoring they were they were wanting kiss and, and family jewels is on and this and that but in 04 i don't think people were ready for that and then in 05 when that when that um dvd came out i don't, I don't think people were ready for it and they weren't willing to accept it yet and then the way it was shot just that put it over the top 
And I, I think Alexander, hey, hey, buddy, good to see you out there. Thanks for joining. Um, you know, commenting that it was too choppy. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, those seizure edits and the interruptions. That yeah, it the interruptions. A show that you could watch straight through. Power Vision was cool that you could segregate just mm -hmm. the camera view on one member. Ken, you know, what's your thought on that topic? It's the same, exact same thing as Lonnie. I mean, the, the, the editing of that thing, I, I can't watch it. I cannot watch it in its regular mm -hmm. form. I have to, the only way I can watch it is to watch either, you know, Gene, the whole thing, or Paul, or, you know, whatever. Um, and the, the other thing is, like Bonnie said, too, is I thought, always thought, well, it probably would have done a lot better if you still had Ace and Peter um, in the band. It would be, I think, more, more popular, definitely. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just... You know, it's a sign of the times. They did a lot of that fast editing on everything around then, right? They were doing it on, you know, well, they did it in Symphony, but they did Symphony it on was mo worse. in movies too, right? The 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 Bourne movies oh, yeah. or, or whatever, right? Um, yeah. It was like, oh man, that doesn't bother. But that doesn't bother yes. me as much on the Bourne stuff. It's actually distracting on Symphony. Spectacular. I've never been able to watch Symphony in one sitting. Um, well, apart from the fact it's not very good anyway, um, but it, it, it's it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, you know, that it's the key thing. Is is the worst part of it is the editing, um, and that's probably why. I and you know, and just the narrow little thing. Yeah, narrow little thing is at that time. I, I mean, I went to that tour uh, like you did, Julian, and they had the. That's when they started that in, instant live stuff. I I, yeah. I listened to that. A oh, lot yeah. more than I watched that DVD. You know. I listen to those CDs actually quite a bit. I mean, because they're, they're all a little bit pretty different. good. You yeah. know, they're they're good. They're, one of them, I'll listen to this one today on my run. I'll listen to this one while I'm cutting the grass or this or that, you know, because they're all a little bit different from one another because they do have a little bit of a rotating set list. And one more thing, real quick before they get the mark about his thoughts on, on Rock the Nation, too, is that isn't it funny how? They put out a DVD in 03 for Symphony, and then they put out a DVD for the next tour in 04 for the Rock the Nation tour. Where the hell was the video tour of the tour of 96 or 98 or 2000? But then all of a sudden we're putting exactly. out videos for every tour? Mm. That's crazy. Go ahead. Just, just imagine a proper there. reunion <clears throat> live they DVD still do it. And don't get me wrong. Uh, second coming is great, but it's not what I think we were looking for. No. That's true, right? So, I'm I'm curious to talk. I'm actually anxious to talk about that too. But I'll get to the uh, Rock the Nation thing first. Uh, I don't own Rock the Nation. I did see it at uh, one of my friends' places, and I agree it's very choppy, very uh, hard to watch. I have Kiss Symphony. Uh, it, it is also difficult to watch. I, for some reason, I never really found it overly difficult to watch that one, but. Uh, it is. It does have the same sort of effect to it, as well. Um, but I think that what it is is what I think Lonnie nailed it right on the nail right on the head. I think that it was the wrong time to put it out because people were still having issue with the new members. I think because they are on it, people are kind of like, mm, I don't know, I don't want to, you know, Tommy's on it. There's no Ace, and you know, I, I think that that was an issue still that early on in the Kiss thing, you know. So uh, I think that that's 
you know, a, a factor in the Rock the Nation thing. Now, as for why didn't they do a 96, 97 DVD thing? Well, we've we've watched we've watched the bootlegs that have come out from a lot of these tours, right? That are on YouTube, like the complete St. Louis or the complete this or the complete that, or you know, they have a bunch of them on there where they have complete shows from the '96 and '97 tours. They were they were some of them were good, some of them were better than others, but I, I have a feeling that Paul and them looked at it and said, "Nah, man, it's it's too sloppy or blah 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 blah," you know, or the, for whatever reason, I'm guessing that maybe that there could have been something to do with Ace and Peter being on, or maybe they would have held it up was for some reason, legally, for some reason, who knows? I don't know the legal ends of that, but they obviously have enough footage of it from around to do it. But it's just, I'm guessing it's a sore spot for them with those guys. I mean, look at, look at uh, now, even they, they don't, they don't want to have anything to do with those guys. Mark, you know, you know what I think Mark is, is they didn't do it because they thought, by putting out the DVD of their live show is going to cut into their concert sales because they're going to, you know, they're going to lose money uh, where if they go, oh, why do I need to go to a kiss concert? I, I got the full show here, you know, and, and they were continuing touring that lineup until what early 2000. So I, I think that was their main reason for not even putting it out at that well, time. They, and you didn't have they, the YouTube or whatever. Back okay. But I mean, if they put the 96 tour one or 97 after the tours were done, I mean, the, the Psycho Circus tour was billed as a much different right. show, right? It was supposed to be 3D, blah, blah, so it's not like you're going to be seeing the same thing again in from on that tour, right? But I don't know. I mean, the, 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 I, look, I, I, li I like that lineup. I, I enjoyed myself seeing the 96 tour when they came to Toronto. I thought it was fantastic, but I've been very open in saying that when I saw them when they came to, ha to Hamilton in the Lost Cities tour, they were nowhere near as good already then in 97. So... Maybe they just didn't want to put the stuff up because maybe it just wasn't good, you know? Well, Alive 4 should have been out before the end of 1997. They'd been off the road from July after Finsbury Park, curse it, and my broken down car. Um, <laughs> but that, that live album should have been out. You know, in the UK, Greatest Hits came out. Um, in We'd already had Greatest Kiss, but we had our own Greatest Hits. That's still in fucking print. <laughs> Supposed to be a limited release, and I guess that's a perfect one out of the Kiss playbook. Uh, that it, I think it's only just gone out of print. It, it's actually got a certification by the BPI as well, which is just fucking mental. Um, but Alive 4 should have been the original's. And, you know, we shouldn't have had to wait until Kissology to get some live stuff. And there's still so much live pro shot shit, um, some of which I've seen, which is just absolutely amazing. That would make a great DVD package if they had the inclination to not work at a snail's pace. Because, you know, the, the clock is ticking on fans. And that, that just really yeah. bothers me now that on my Facebook, I, you know, in the past week, I've seen two people who were friends, their wives, and it's both men because we die younger, um, you know, posting as their husbands that uh, he, he, he went home to Jesus. Um, and that just fucking breaks my heart that, you know, fans are dying. The band, well, they're living. They're they're just doing things at their speed, uh, at their rate, and there are no guarantees that we're owed anything. But it's just knowing how much there is that fans would really dig that Kissology wasn't the end of it 
it was the start of it in many ways as witnessed by the Loomis leaks. And we're just reduced to waiting for the next Vinnie Vincent video to drop. Oh God. Um, what, what, what do you guys make of that? Um, <laughs> as I think if I can find that comment again, because that was the best comment of the show, Adam, North Carolina or NC AI could have done a better job. No, I think Vinny needs yes. AI to make some new fucking music for him because he's still using only 80 stuff to promote. Um, actually, there may have been a little bit of guitar from hell in the last one, but it is mostly even Mark Slaughter makes an appearance on the latest Vinny Vincent ad. Lonnie, does that get you motivated for Vinny Vincent music? The What is it? The Juggernaut? <laughs> I mean, his, his album title now sounds like something from Anvil. No. Not at all. It's, I don't know. I mean, to each their own. We, I say it on the show all the time. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to tell anyone how to spend their money. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. I'm going to need some. I'm Crazy Mike says, where's Drago? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to need something more from Vinny. It's just not, it, it's not getting, it does not get me excited at all. It's, it's not on my radar at all. I mean, I don't know about you guys or not. I mean, Vinny has his hardcore fans that, like, they're, like, on pins and needles for this. But it's it's not even on my scope right now at this point. What about you guys? Actually, uh, just before we go to Mark on that, um, Vinny's, I think, number two. Roger's uh, ill at the moment. So, you know, thoughts out to him and hope it's not too serious. And that, you know, again, a music fan is a music fan. Hope, hope you don't turn up, you know, negatively, you know, stay positive out there. So, Mark. Mm. Um, yeah, that that ad was something, wasn't it? Uh, I remember when I watched it the first time, I was like, what in the name is it? It was something like a, almost like a really bad Miami Vice, you know, themed video right. with Vinnie Vincent music behind it. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of girls and stuff like that on there, obviously, which I guess for most guys would probably say it's not a bad thing to have, you know, girls like crazy on a video, obviously. But there was just something but about it. That seemed, but yeah, yeah but that's really. just it. I mean, you know, you never know with Vinny, right? So uh, I was, I was a little, little, you know, it just felt something about it just felt odd. You know, it just was very odd video. And the fact that they were playing clips with people like Mark Slaughter in it, I, I won't be surprised if that video gets taken down. Cause I think if that reaches back to Mr. Slaughter, I don't think he's going to be too happy about having his footage being used on something like that to promote something that he's probably clearly not having any interest in whatsoever promoting you know, so, but it, I have I have zero interest in attending something like this. I mean, he even had the gall to show like a you know a big recording studio and all this stuff in there. I mean, I I know that they're going to be they're supposedly doing it at a recording studio. This this uh, whole album release, but is it actually an, an album release? Are they actually is that what it is being? I thought, I thought they'd already had an album release party with the fucking yeah. world's press there that yeah. no one's ever reported on. So it must have been one hell of a secure NDA. I mean, that's what, was that's it? what so, I mean. The, like the sounds of static. Is this actually going to be like a proper release, <laughs> proper release of an album now, or what? What's going on here? I mean, just it's the thing with Vinny, and I feel bad for some of his supporters because they're dropping a lot of money for these things. You know, and we haven't heard diddly squat, 
you know. Well, they we just, also don't know what they have actually heard. Let's be completely fair. That, yeah. You know, they have managed. I have heard audio from one of the events that was recorded, but at least to the wider public. Um, but I don't. People but have I don't not know. heard what goes on behind those doors when the pinwheels are eaten. But that's the thing, though. I mean, how many how many more times is he going to be able to get away with this before he actually has to deliver something that people can hear, not just people that paid that money? I mean, for it to be a viable release, there has to be something physically given out. And once, you know, he has to come to the realization once he makes a physical product of this, it will get out beyond his little private parties. You know, I think and that's why he's not making anything physical because he's making a killing doing it this way behind closed doors and not giving anybody anything to take home with them. So let's just keep taking their money because once he does make something physical and it comes out, then give it give it a you know a couple of days and you're gonna see on YouTube Vinnie Vincent album in full on YouTube. Yeah, and then show up at an event and sign autographs or cash. Smart yeah. smart yeah. money. The only the only viable you're gonna release release you're gonna get is if it's by Steve Vai. Ken, um, does that Vinny ad get you excited? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, t- to me it seems like it's a joke. It doesn't even seem professional uh, at all, right? It seems like someone just threw this together. Uh I can't believe you would actually promo something with using that it can't be serious it doesn't seem serious to me i thought it was a joke to tell you to mm. tell you the truth that's the way it comes across to me um so yeah if it's if it is legit i think well he needs a better pr company or, or marketing or whatever uh, someone someone a better I don't know what, but uh, and then and as far as that this this record, well, hopefully there is something. Um, and this event is supposed to have, well, supposed to have right it's people, some you know, singer and band, other band members and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, so we'll see, we'll see. Have to wait and see what's next in Divinity World. Yeah, and I hope there is something in Vinny World because again, I would still love to have Guitar Mageddon in pristine release quality. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pay him money for it though. It has to be through <laughs> iTunes, you know, if I choose only to do digital right. or through a, a fulfiller um, who I can trust to fulfill, which, you know. It, it, you know? It's a shame because I actually like that album, even though I didn't like the first Invasion album as much as I like the melodic stuff of All Systems Go. It's you know just a contradiction of my taste that I, I did like the the balance. I thought the songwriting was really strong on Guitars from Hell, Guitar Mageddon, um, and they blended well with the histrionic guitar playing. So you still had good songs, but you had some pretty weird structures in there. There was a new publication. I think we've already flashed this, um, you know, as coming out at the end of March. But I'm wondering if any of you guys have had a chance to actually flip through it yet and read it and whether you wanted to offer an opinion on it. It appears to be print on demand, judging by the... Oh, censor me. It's in in the camera. Betraying by nothing. Wait a minute. <laughs> See if mine won't be censored. Well, it was the very last page shows uh, a barcode and a print date on it, which is generally ah, indicative of print on demand, as I well know from my own shit. So mine was made in Las Vegas on April the 2nd. 
Oh, mine was March 26th. Okay, oh, interesting. So you got yours before mine. It's like a lower serial number. So, want to have... buy it? Want to buy it? Have you been through it, and what were your thoughts on it? I went through it. Uh, it's, it's well written, actually. Uh, whoever wrote it, you know, some interesting writing style. Um, but it's nothing new that you're going to learn. But it just kind of covers the history and the big, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a lot of. Te- I mean, it has text, but it's it's not. It's more pictures and. Well, they went nuts else. on the Getty license. That's for shit, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, there it's worth cool it if you're stuff. a Kiss collector and you you like the pictures and the all other stuff. It's all it's all good. There you oh, go. You got it. There you go. Yeah. There, I'm learning. So, so. it's not bad. They, they, they give you stats, you know, Kiss sold 38,000 tickets in 47 minutes. You know, that's the Detroit site. We all know that, you know. So it's okay. If you collect Kiss magazines, you know, you probably want to get it. You know, this, the secret to having new information to something is that the band has to do something new. And they haven't done really anything new for God knows how long. So, of course, there's not going to be anything new to talk about. And then you have to read the Gotham Times in the box set to actually <laughs> get that peel out that rice paper and hope that you don't tear it um let's move into lonnie who's the better guitarist vinnie vincent or tommy thayer uh, uh-oh it's a great question and we're gonna um, do a, we're gonna do a uh we're gonna do an audio episode on that um you know eventually but yeah that'd be that'd be a good so you're gonna ace, do- ace and tommy next yeah, he is in time. Right? Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good that'd be a good one. Um <laughs> from a guitar playing standpoint, and just looking at it through that window, I am gonna say Vinny is the better guitar player. Maybe not maybe not the more well-rounded <laughs> individual, but the better <laughs> guitar player as far as pure talent goes. I will I will side with Vinny on on that category. Yeah, but he's not going to win the easy to work with employee of the month. No, I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. All right, Ken, Vinny or Tommy? (laughs) Well, Vinny obviously is, or was, I don't know about nowadays, but was a very talented guitar player and songwriter. Um, so from that standpoint, yes, guitar player much better. Uh, but having said that, uh, Tommy Thayer is better at replicating Ace's solos than Vinny ever could do because Vinny cannot slow himself down or without go, you know going crazy <laughs> on every solo somehow. Um, so you know they're they're better and they're different lanes i guess of kiss um from each other it's just a difference but technically vinnie yeah was a, a very good guitar player in his prime okay i'm actually looking for the next topic so i can't see your face which is why i interrupted you so mark your thoughts okay so i'm gonna approach it like this um <laughs> vinnie is obviously a good guitar player okay he can do stuff but just because you can do stuff blisteringly fast at 100 miles an hour 
doesn't make you a great guitar player. I mean, you know, Mark St. John also was claimed to be a very great guitar player who could do stuff at a thousand miles an hour as well. You know, we all know how Gene Simmons described that it was like an angry bee in a jar. Now, uh, I think Tommy, in my opinion, I'm going to give him the edge and I'll tell you why. Because he can do stuff, I think he can do a lot more stuff than he's actually letting on. He, he Because he's been narrowed in to do Ace's stuff and the Ace style within Kiss, you know, he's not showing much more of his guitar talent, I think. I mean, do you, you, you're honestly saying that you don't think that Benny, that, that Tommy Thayer could do a big, ripping, fast shred solo? I think he could do one. I uh, don't think play that, Unholy live. Okay, well, but I'm saying, and his, okay, that, but that's doing somebody else's solo. I'm talking about doing his own style of playing. Forget, mm. you know, Bruce Kulick and all these other people. He, I think that he could do his own style of shredding. I think he can do his own style of Floyd Rose whammy bar wankery if he wanted to do it. You know, just because, you know, Vinnie Vincent, you know, comes off and does all this stuff. I mean, I I've, I haven't heard really much of any kind of restraint in Vinnie Vincent's playing. So to me, his vocabulary, vocabulary is very limited, in my opinion. You know, I haven't heard him do anything slow and ultra melodic and stuff like that. So to me, he's like a one trick pony, you know. So I, you know what? Like it or not, I think Tommy's better. Yeah, I just, I, I, no, I just don't think that Whoa. Tommy has that <laughs> musical vocabulary. He comes from. A what do you mean? He has much more probably than Vinny. No, he comes from a completely different school of playing. He's more blues based than Vin, Vinny's a speed demon. You're you're seriously telling me that he you don't think that he could do a, a, I don't a fast think he shredding could, I don't, solo? I don't think he could write anything like that fast shreddy shit. I just don't think that's in Tommy's wheelhouse. But even but he, even he, Vinnie he, Vincent's fast shredding is just. I, th ugh, I think you like... throw him. You throw him in front of Tommy Bolin. You throw him in front of Richie Blackmore. You throw him in front of Beck. You know all. You know Vinny was a bad guy. You know that went wrong. Very wrong. But, yeah, but Tommy's background musically. Do you see those eleven guitarists that influenced him? That spoke volumes to the kind of playing I think that you can expect out of him uh, if he was ever given that sort of leash. I think you saw on Sonic Boom what he was capable when aping the Kiss guitarist, and you get a more of Tommy's musicality coming through on Monster when he was able to be more himself, and none of that goes into the shreddy realm whatsoever. Okay, so not that the song is all for it. Okay, let me just put it to you this way then. I don't like Vinny's shredding style. Okay. I, I think that he's very much oh, let's put it this way. Even Michael Angelo Batio has more melody in his shredding than Vinny does. Okay. Ingve Malmsteen's, at least when he shreds, that I can hear a melody in there, some sort of melodic tendency. When he when you hear Vinny Vincent doing his crazy it's not even sometimes seeming in, in time. Sometimes it's just like he's just going nuts for the sake of doing something that sounds ultra crazy, you know? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I like melody in my stuff, and his stuff is just not very melodic to my ears. You know, you can, I could be wrong. My opinion is just my opinion. But, you know, I see a lot of people in the chat there saying the same thing, too. So, you know, I may not be totally crazy in my opinion. You'd never hear... Uh... And like like Tommy, you'd, you'd never hear Ace try to shred ever, you know. 
and I don't think you could do it either. Um, so it's it's uh, it's, it's just style. a different style. No, it's a different. But style. look at when Ace had look at when Ace had the 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 the, the, the Freely's Comet era. When he weren't you guys surprised when he all of a sudden had a Les Paul with a whammy bar on it? All of a sudden he started using it. Sure, maybe it wasn't his, you know, strongest playing when he had that, but that was something that I was not expecting that he was gonna do. And it kind of made me think, hey, maybe he can do a little bit more than just a 12 bar blues and pentatonic scales. He can, you know, incorporate something a little bit more modern, like using a whammy bar and stuff like that. That's what I'm just trying to say that maybe he's not showing us all his skill, you know? No, I'm yeah. not going to the judgment day. He <laughs> <laughs> had us fold. And, and yeah, Vinny's done a whole bunch of different styles throughout his career. He, you know, he, he may have decided to try and pigeonhole himself into the shred style of playing. But again, go back to the melodic solos of All Systems Go. Go back before then to rockers. Go back to the 70s when he's closer to his Becky and Roots. And I, I bet he could do a 12 bar blue solo back then. Now, does he want to do one now? Um, I if he can even still play it, I don't doubt that he's a capable player with a great degree of musical knowledge, but taking that and actually holding your guitar and playing that sort of thing is a completely different thing unless you feel it. So, you know, hmm. it, it, it's, it's, I did find that topic by the way. So thank you for, um, <laughs> you know, holding the fort down with your response for that. But this one's actually good. And it's what is the best sounding Eric Carr live album so far? And it's a little bit challenged because it includes off the soundboard Poughkeepsie, the creatures tour from the box set animalized live uncensored but it omits say philadelphia 87 which was on kissology tokyo 88 which mm. is my go-to in many cases as the alive album that could have been from the 1980s but and of course um new york 1990 so new zealand too was that was that officially released? The whole it wasn't, thing? No, it wasn't officially. No, no, but you know, maybe one day, Lonnie. If you want to listen to an Eric Carr live, out of kind of the official releases, which ones would you be going for? If I'm looking for Eric Carr, I would say Tokyo '88. I think that features him the best. Well, while the others are good, the Analyze, the Poughkeepsie that we got. Um, and the others you mentioned, I think that Tokyo 88 is the best example of what an animal he was behind the set. I think it showcases him the best. Um, you know, Eric, I think Eric was such a great contributor to the band and I think he gets overlooked with obviously the originals and then, you know, and what Eric Singer's done the last 20, 30 years almost, but Eric was such a great part of the band. And I think that, but I think that 88 just shows off what, what kind of a monster he was behind the set. That would, if I'm looking specifically for Eric Carr, that'd be my go-to. Ken, what about you? Yeah, I kind of agree with Lonnie. Um, though, you know, if they had an official release for, of a vinyl, I don't know, album or whatever, uh, for the 1990, mm -hmm. um, 
I think I'd probably pick that one over over the you know the crazy nights or whatever one. Um, so yeah, um, I, I would still think I'm still waiting for 1990, and I'm thinking it would be a great one to have of Eric. I still enjoy the living shits out of the creatures box set show. And that's, but, yeah, that's no slouch either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The version that I assemble for myself um, is, is kind of the one I listen to the most, but if I have to pick one from that list, you know, Tokyo is very close. I love watching that as much as I profess to hate crazy nights. Um, again, that is just a fantastically stunning show. And one that I hope they do have soundboard audio recordings from, because if they, do and that's a possible off the soundboard then i would be incredibly happy with that as a release from the kulik lineup um you know even though there are obviously all those shows that lonnie would obviously prefer from yeah. the kulik lineup um, and every single fan will have their own uh response to that same question but creatures for me from that mark what about you yeah, I, I have to agree. I think the Tokyo 88 was really good. Uh, it's one of the ones I still enjoy watching a lot. Uh, you know, having it on, you know, the the the, the, the discs that we got. The, the you know, it's it's fantastic to see that. I I think that his uh, solo as a like his drum soloing I think was also more ironed out at that time too. He started incorporating some of those like electronic drums and stuff like that in there too. Uh, I think it's I think it's great. I I, I really think that also the, the big thing for me is that you know Bruce Kulick is now in the band playing. So uh, I'm a big big Bruce Kulick guy. So I I really think that that's a, a win win for me. The Tokyo '88. There are two last topics that I would like to touch on. One, Rodrigo, thank you for joining us and putting in a comment. Uh, he's going to see Kiss in five days. Kiss is on tour again. They've had a, a couple of shows since the last episode. Things seem to be going well. The audiences look freaking mega, as one would expect in South America. So hopefully the fans are having a great time. The new meet and greet backdrops are... Yeah, the photos have been oh, shared. Yeah. You know, the three yeah, look lines nice. uh, look fantastic. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the tour now that it has kicked off, now that we know that it basically looks like Making Love is the new addition to the tour? Otherwise, it's pretty much the same as it's been. Do you think just staying with the same kind of stuff is good enough maybe that's just the case for a second visit to south america or do you think there should be some changes i mean what are your thoughts on this tour as this final 50 has essentially started lonnie you know i think it is what it is you know i i, I appreciate the addition of making love i <laughs> Did not foresee some massive shakeup in the set list for the final fifty dates. I mean, what's I mean, what's the point at this juncture? Is to say, no. oh, let's let, let's just pull out some songs we haven't played in a long time for the last fifty shows we're ever going to play together. You know, I I think that Kiss looks at it that if it isn't broke, don't fix it, and in their eyes, it's not broke. That we're playing the hits, people want to come and and hear the songs that they know. And 
you know, and it may, and you know, the other argument is, well, maybe it's just laziness too. They don't, they don't want to brush up other songs, you know, but there, there's other, there's other elements in play as far as, you know, canned vocals and things like that, that, that are going to have some limitations as far as what we can do. So it is what it is. And I'm just thankful that I get to see them one more time. And I'm excited to see them one more time. And I thought I'd already closed that chapter of my life. And thankfully that it, it, it kind of reopened itself for, a, for, for, you know, one more page. So I don't yeah, you you I, actually get to write a, a cool new chapter yeah. in your personal history that yeah. is a bookend to your with story. My, with my brother, the first person introduced me to on the guy who went with me to my first Kiss concert, and on top of that, it's in the same venue that I first saw them at. So it's really cool. And and you know what? I'm not as much as we've sat on here for the last how many years we've done the show and complained about the set list and like oh, I don't know why they play this why don't they play that you notice how we've stopped though like, I'm not gonna care I am yeah. not gonna care that night what they play I'm not gonna care and I think most of the people there are gonna feel the exact same way I was thinking about you know I I, I held up the volume three cover earlier and if you're joining late I'll just flash it again because it you know is months away I'm like what am I going to write when I'm sitting in my hotel after that last show, there am I, I going am. to be writing about the performance of the songs? Am I going to be writing about the set list? Am I going to be writing mm. a, about how I'm disappointed? I really don't think that is the case now. I, I've kind of had a hallelujah moment in my mind that to see them approaching that finish line when you watch a video you know and it's often put on the news or on some of these video compilation shows of the marathon runner who's basically shitting themselves crawling along the to reach that finish line and everyone beside them is cheering them on urging them it, it's kind of that moment that my writing on that final show is going to be more about looking back into the crowd and seeing that guy over there crying or that guy over there crying or those girls over there crying wrapped up in the emotions of the moment ken what you get out of these shows as they're happening live they're playing to, you know in a few minutes probably yeah i've actually you know checked a couple of them out unfortunately the first one with you know gene had the you know overheating there but uh all seems good now and uh, I, i'm interested to to watch some of them i mean i watched the ones from last year um that were really really good with the big crowds and it's really great to see the big crowds coming out and seeing them um as far as the set list goes, uh, you know, it's not so unexpected that they're going to just stay with what works, I guess. And, uh, you know, though I, I, I would hope, but, you know, again, <laughs> may I have, I would hope the December dates that they do in New York, that they do something different, uh, for that, um, and it's just not the same old thing. Life in the woods would be easy. Well, they won't do that. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I, I know if it would only. be it would be cool. But it wouldn't surprise me if they just stuck to the regular set list and just said goodbye. <laughs> of course, they're going to do that. Good. Yeah, we'll said, see you. Said, we'll I'm, see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Said goodbye or goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
whole show without it Mark. The end, they're gonna say we'll see you in dubai <laughs> any any word on your box yet for toronto you know what do you think are you watching you know the videos see, here's the thing uh, initially when you first started talking about this my first reaction was going to be what i normally say and that is at this point in my life, I, I really don't have that same excitement about going to see Kissed. Uh, and I'll be totally honest. I mean, I, I love Kissed. I wouldn't be on here with you guys talking about it if I didn't love the band. I mean, I have so much of their shit in my house, vinyl-wise, it's unbelievable. But right now, I mean, I, I've watched a couple of their concerts online, and it's just the same thing, just different city. You know, exactly the same thing. And I mean, you know maybe that's one of the things I like about some of other bands that I check out where they do mix up their set list. They change things from show to show. Uh, I kind of like that. Also being a musician, you know, I, I just can't imagine the absolute drudgery it must be to have to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. It would just drive me bananas. But then I had to go and stop myself because I look on the, the chat forum and this message here kind of stopped me in my tracks a little bit. I have to find it here. Just give me one second. Uh, there was a really great comment here from a guy. I believe his last name was Alvarez? Rodrigo, probably? Yeah, Ro Rodrigo Alves. I'll put yeah. it up. Okay, there you go. Yeah, when I read this, going to see Kiss in five days, still can't believe they're going to be playing in my city, especially in their last tour. That right there made me kind of shut up about that now makes me want to shut up about my opinion because here's a guy who probably hadn't had much of a chance to see him or see the band, you know, in, uh, come through his town and he's going to have it. And he's, and I can already sense it from his comment that he's excited about it. So good for him. You know what? And those are the kind of people that should be going to see kiss, you know, people like me, who's, who's already seen them dozens of times and, you know, we're just going to go probably we'll end up going there and going like, okay, they're going to be playing Love Gun now and blah, blah, blah. I can already see it. I want you, want you to come out and see you. I can already re recite the whole show beginning to end for you. I'm probably not the right person to go see Kiss now. That guy needs to go to NF. And if he lived here in Ontario, I would gladly give up my box seat to him to go see Kiss in Toronto. No, you need to go yeah. see Kiss with a guy like that. Or, or there, you, there go. you go, or bring there him you. with me to the see him. I mean, because it was like that. You know what? The funny thing is, you mentioned that because when I went to see Kiss in '98 for uh, Psycho Circus, I brought my younger sister Rebecca with me to go there, and she had never seen Kiss before, and I had so much fun at that show because of her. She was just loving it, all the bombs and the stuff, and she was she had so much fun, and she was jumping up and down and screaming. I was like, wow, I can't even remember being at a show with that and uh, that kind of an enthusiastic watcher of a show because me and my friends were all like oh god did you hear him fuck up that note like we're those kind of people all right so but to, to go with her it was really fun so you know i i've i've seen them a lot i i've seen the show a lot i guess for me the thing that only thing that keeps making me a bit bitter on it is the fact that they don't change things enough for me to keep me interested in going to see them i mean it's been the same show for the last fucking five years. I mean, come on, man. You know, I but think, for I think I think you need to go. I, I, I'm gonna I probably think, end up going. No, uh, but, I think but, I no. think you need to go, Mark. I think you need to close out your personal history in the right way 
to go to the show and take it for what it is. They're not going to do any other set than a greatest hit set when it's their end of the road tour. It's unreasonable. I think Making Love is an absolutely shocking inclusion <clears throat> considering it's a greatest mm -hmm. hits tour, basically. Absolutely stunning that they put that in. <clears throat> you know, that in, in this age of political correctness, they red light, green light, don't stay, yeah. say no. I just hate when the girl says wait. No. Yeah. Really? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's got, I mean, I mean, Kiss still has an opportunity, uh, but I, I want to end this episode with one last topic. And I've touched on it by mentioning some of the, the folks that I've seen passing on on my Facebook page. But what happens to your Kiss shit when you die? I mean, mm really positive thought here and I, i'm gonna ask lonnie first <laughs> <laughs> you could tell he didn't want to go first he's like please don't ask because me lonnie will probably have the most interesting answer let's see what's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know um i have wait, i actually we actually have had this discussion that if something were to happen to me let's just say something were to happen to me I get hit by a bus. I've told her to call Joe Odell. <laughs> he will go through. Oh, he will gladly come out. He will take care of that shit. And he will go through what I have and tell you what's worth what. And this is how we're going to handle it. Uh, we, I have had this conversation with her that if, if, if something tragic happens to me, call when it comes to my kiss collection, call Joe and he'll take care of it. That we actually have said that, but like, let's just say I, I let's just say I don't get hit by a bus tomorrow. Pretty God, but you know, let's say I die of natural causes, you know, down the road. I don't know. I mean, I, I've thought about it that you know, at one point I may just have to sell it off because we don't have children. We're not going to have children. What is ever going to become of it? And I don't want to see it just end up in a dumpster one day. Um. So eventually down the road, it, it'll be a sad day, but it, it, but it may, it may come to that. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you for the, the forthright mm. appraisal of uh, mortality, Joe. Um, don't be hiring anyone <laughs> to run him down when he's jogging. Okay, Joe, because KLA is doing good stuff. And yeah. the, the, the Lonnie Memorial <laughs> kiss live auction. <laughs> Not even world gets live auction. Live Hosted from Huntsville, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> Ken, what about you? Don't you mean you're not living forever? What? <laughs> um, you know, only in legends. In le yeah, legends. Legends Dubai. never die, right? Um, legends never Dubai. That's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, um, maybe, maybe my, you know, my sons, you know, possibly would want it, or they can sell it. You know, do whatever they want, or whatever. Um, it's not. I don't know what's going to happen to it when I when I leave this this world or whatever. Um, as long as it, I think, ends up in good hands, who can enjoy, you know, enjoy the stuff. Um, just not in the landfill, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, I just hope, yeah, someone, some newer, younger, obviously, Kiss fan out there can enjoy uh, how I've enjoyed 
my collection of you know records and and some other items you know i hope they get the same enjoyment that i do all right so i actually signed up for a kiss live auctions account with the intent of doing some live auctions i am going to get around to it but i'm i'm actually Whoa. getting gonna unload all my shit uh except for the stuff that is tied to rights and contracts um because it's time i mean this is the last on tour that i'm doing i'm done and out of that after this this tour you know even if kiss then does announce a residency i'm i'm out in terms of publications on that i will finish up mask hysteria um if i can but in terms of my collectibles, other than my photos and, you know, backstage, you know, stuff like that, you know, my passes, my tickets, none of that has any meaning to me. And if it will bring someone else happiness and put some money into um, savings accounts for my wife or my son to benefit from, then that that is of more use to me than the tangible goods. I feel like a, a little bit like George Harrison in the Beatles songs, you know, when your goods start to weigh you down. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't need things or trinkets. I don't buy TVs unless they die. I don't buy cars unless the transmission needs replacing. I, you know, I, I don't do that. I fly, fly first class when I go somewhere because that's where I'd rather put my money. Um, but in terms of my collectibles, you know, there, there are cassette tapes sitting in bank vaults and reels and stuff that are again, tied to contracts, which are all mm-hmm. handled for should that happen. Um, and those would not be the sorts of things that ever go anywhere near um, an auction of any description, but you know, Michael James Jackson contracts, unique shit i i mean i i can't do anything with them when i'm dead i don't fucking care one way or the other but i would like to make sure that i at least depart with a cleaner slate as possible to minimize the impact on those left behind so they don't have to worry about well what the fuck do i do with these 800 binders of freaking paper Uh, what kiss 1974 (laughs) casablanca records financial what the fuck do i do what are you doing with these you idiot you know so you know i i'm gonna get moving with you know a lot of the other music shit it's gonna go up on ebay just it's like five pound alien cds get what i can it's easier than doing going down to amoeba and getting peanuts on the dollar um mm. but you know kiss live auctions i'll i'll jump in if i can get a, a window where i can actually do it you know Get rid of greatest kiss, get rid of, you know, go through the vinyl that I've got um, that hasn't even the stuff that's been dinged in transit, you know, get what I can for it and move it on to a home where someone will appreciate it. Um, Just I don't need it. I'd rather go to Hawaii with my wife uh, and eat pineapple. Mark. Well, I actually did give this some thought, believe it or not, uh, because uh I talk with a few musician friends and we always have this kind of talk about, you know, trying to leave a legacy behind. And one of the ways that a musician can do that is through his own music and releasing his own music. You know, as long as you have something out there like that, then you're never technically dead to people when you have your own music out circulating out there. But one thing that I wanted to do, uh, and that is, and I and I actually am going to set up a, an appointment with a, with a lawyer for this, to do this. And that is, I wanted to take all my stuff, 
musical, whether it's my Kiss collection, all my vinyl records that I have, everything like that. And I wanted to go to an auction of some sort that I'll arrange with them. But I want all the proceeds of it to go to a sort of a nonprofit that helps kids get instruments for either a school or for something where children can start learning to play music. And I wanted all that money to go to that because I think it's extremely important. Nowadays, when we talked about all this AI shit and stuff like that going on, where if a kid is going to be interested and wanting to play music, but can't afford to get a piano or can't afford to get a keyboard or can't afford to get a bass guitar or a trumpet or a saxophone or whatever he's interested in to have some sort of space or place to go to, you know, in these kind of organizations where they can go to and get help with that. You know, even some high schools, believe it or not, have trouble keeping their sort of musical supplies up to date because of funding. And there's nothing better that I'd like to do to maybe help a high school out to get them, you know, 150 classical guitars for their guitar classes or something like that. That's something that I think that that would give me no problem to part with my vinyl records when the time comes. So I really want to get that done legally so that when that does happen, I can go away with the peace of mind knowing that that will happen on my behalf. I'm curious about you as an artist, though. What are you doing to kind of protect your musical legacy? Because obviously there are rights, and do you register all your your uh, your music with SoCan and, and yeah. any of the other rights holders and publishers so that that stuff can live on after you? Do you have a will? I mean, it, this all sounds very morbid, but let, let's think about the reality of what we've been through over the last three years and, you know, what we see in our age group now that, yeah. you know, every, every day is a gift. What are you doing to protect that musical legacy? And I, I, I must say, Mark, I applaud you for wanting to keep music alive in schools at a time that schools are, can't even afford fucking pencils. Mm-hmm. Music programs have been the first things to be fucking cut from budget. So uh, yeah. that's really righteous of you. Yeah, well, I mean, SoCan is one thing that I always have my stuff in. I mean, right now, last time I checked it when I was uploading some more songs into their catalog, their system, I think I'm up to like 160 songs written that I've done that are on there. And, you know, it's all cataloged in there. And also the government of Ontario has a thing where they they write me every year whenever I release a record for me to contribute two copies of my record to their archiving system. For all the for all the musicians that live in Ontario to have an archived collection of their works that within the within the province, but I think it's a fantastic idea that they're doing that. So anybody who's lived here or has worked as a musician in this country, you can go to that archive and look up their music, and they have actual physical copies there of their materials and works that people ever need to you know get a picture of an album cover or something like that for, for years to come right yeah. so i i think that's i think that's a, a good thing to do and i and i and i implore people who are musicians that live here in canada or even in america because you can do that through ascap and bmi and all that register stuff a lot of these things you can register for free and even if it isn't free it's not that huge an amount of money anyways and it is going to you know keep track of your stuff, you know, when you get radio play and, you know, my stuff isn't exactly radio play material, but when it does get played, I do get a letter from them saying, guess what? You have, you know, a whole dollar sixty in your account this month from plays, you know, from your music. So, you know, in, in the long term, that could add up after a while. So I, I, I'm doing it that way. I'm trying to make sure that I have my stuff taken care of. 
you know, my some of my family are interested in it as well. So I keep them in the loop of what's going on. You know, my younger niece is really into music. So she has all my stuff on vinyl as well. So, you know, I'm really trying to get the next generation involved more in it. And I really would love to, you know, I would really love for that to happen, to know that the money that went from all these records that I collected and spent so much money on some of them, uh, that it goes to a good cause, you know? And I, I think that children are the way to do it because it, they'll keep the music alive, right? Yep, and I've fallen behind on my Library of Congress uh, registrations, you know, for photos that I own rights to and all that. I'm going to sell off the photos and the rights to those so that fans can own original 1974 Fillmore slides um, mm. and the rights to them as well because, you know, I'm done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You know, so that's a whole bunch of some topics from the board, some tangents. I want to thank everyone who's taken the time to join us and chime in on the comments. It's always awesome to get to read those um, while, I, while I'm trying to direct traffic here. But, you know, for now, from Mark, Lonnie, Ken and myself, thanks for joining us and we shall see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.